0: Hi, I'm Justin King and welcome to the Blue Chip Academy. As a five star recruit, all big 10 corner, NFL vet, and Power 5 recruiting coordinator, I understand the emotions that go along with the recruiting process. The Blue Chip Academy is here to provide education, critical insights, and mentorship through the recruiting process for families and athletes alike. When athletes and their families have proper education and guidance, they're able to make better decisions and set themselves up for long term success. Blue Chip Academy provides the resources and information that empowers athletes to create their own Blue Chip blueprint and take ownership of their careers. Blue Chip Academy exists because because when athletes and their families are armed with the right information, they're able to make the decisions for themselves that positively impact their future. Again, I'll be your host, Justin King, and welcome to Blue Chip Academy. Welcome back to Blue Chip Academy, Episode 7, Navigating the Recruiting Waters and Making Informed Decisions, Part 3. So last episode, we kind of went through the different aspects of the position group success, evaluating your position coach, and the culture of the team. When making your decision, I'm just talking about core values that drive the program. Does the position coach have a track record of development where you can go there knowing that you can trust that you're going to get better and make that next step in your career? Position group success. What does that look like? Does it have a tradition of producing guys at that position that are good? Is it their life after football and residual impact with that position group at that school that you're going to? Is it something that you can um, make work? So Today, we're going to talk about unit success, scheme fit, and depth chart, round out the um, navigating recruiting waters and making informed decisions checklist. So let's jump into it. Uh, The unit success, and we talked about that in the last episode, we talked about position coach, position group, and all that, all those good things. So when we talk about the unit success, we're talking about overall unit, right? Like not just the defensive line, but the whole defense. Not just the running backs, but the whole offense. You get what I'm saying? When success over time, is there like an established culture of success, right? Like, you know, kind of um, certain schools or coaches that have a unit, right? Like Mike Leach, everywhere he goes, kind of understand that that offense is going to be successful. Call it what it is, but unit success of where he goes is pretty consistent in terms of Putting up numbers and yards and moving the ball. Same with some defenses, right? Like you see the unit success of, I mean, juggernauts of you know Alabama or Penn State and places that play historically good defense. You know, Ohio State, uh, Michigan. You know, I talk about in college football, defense isn't there anymore. But that's not. It's not really the case. So just looking at those different aspects of the unit before you make your decision, because success over time will show that there's established culture there. Right. Cause like when NFL guys are coming in and evaluating schools, you know, they try their hardest to get the, the biases out and, you know, just evaluate, which they te- definitely do. But the unit success, you know, kind of points them in the direction of where the good players are. You kind of want to fits into that same mold of where you can be successful in the overall scheme of things. Right. Like where has this unit ranked over the past five years? You know, like there's coaching changes. You see coaches get up and what's the next opportunity, you know, all the time. Is it a school that continues to maintain a level of dominance on one side of the ball, or is it like something that comes and goes with the coach? These are things that you need to understand, right? That like goes into evaluating the offense and defensive coordinator as well. Proven identity and continuity. What's the unit's identity? Like, is, can you identify that when you go to the game? Is it like a fast defense, tough defense, big? You know, like I uh, remember playing or watching different schools, and you know, you could tell that they recruited a certain type of way. Oh, all the corners are over six feet. All the Offensive linemen are at least six four, or all the running backs are at least X, y, and Z. There's like a there's a proven identity of the talent, and then there's like a proven identity of the offense or defense that they may run. And so it's kind of a way to predict which are the situations that you're going to be stepping into. Again, we're always talking about making informed decisions and understanding when you're betting on yourself. Just know where you're betting. That's my biggest thing. So just understanding that the unit that you're going to like. When I was making my decision, I know I wanted to play both ways as a freshman and eventually get in the defense. You know the time. Penn State's defense historically has been good. And like we talk about the unit success, like Penn State defensive line and linebackers were always the bell of the ball per se. And I will say that that did help, you know, my freshman year and sophomore year, like when we got great defensive line and linebackers to play football, less tackling on the secondary, you could just cover and kind of do your thing. I remember hearing, <laughs> You go around and go to different places or other schools, like getting mad at our linebackers having all the accolades that they had. I mean, you guys only get, uh, buckets Award winners because the defensive line is so good. You guys have such a defensive line, they get the, they keep the offensive line off them and they can go make plays. Well, that's kind of the benefits of having being in a group or the unit success is like, I can't, I can't say it's a tradition, but yeah, there's a, there's a standard of it, right? You see it in the NFL different places, like offense, off defensively, you know. Historically, you know, the Ravens, Stillers, like defensive teams, the Patriots, offensive teams would be, you know, <laughs> the Packers and you know, the Rams and at different times, like NFL is different because the things change, all that stuff. But like sometimes when you're talking in college, you kind of predict a little bit more because when you're talking recruiting and you're talking talent acquisition, it's a hyper local market. I mean, some schools can go national and recruit has players everywhere, but the most success comes from building your program around the most efficient way of gathering the highest level of talent. That's <laughs> what it comes down to. So but those are like the main things why I say that, you know, when you're looking at the unit success or the, the proven history of the unit. like Is that something that you can fit into? You know, or are like backups ready to play. Is there like things in action? Like how does it operate? I know some schools that rotate, rotate players to get younger guys in there to understand that there's the next man up mentality and getting reps and things of that nature. Do you see that type of practices happening at the schools that you're going into? I remember, you know, when I was getting recruited, Pete Carroll, you know, I always respected coaches that were just honest about. You know, the situation that they had going on to school, you know, like whatever the case may be. And at the time, you know, obviously they had Reggie Bush, Lindell White, great running backs, offense through the roof. You remember him telling about like freshmen coming in and they always got put into the first team to just see if they could play, to see like where they fit, do they sink or swim. And then from there, that's how they determine where people go. So there's like a two ways of looking at it. If you're like a top level guy, you come in, you always got to know that there's somebody else coming that's going to get an opportunity to, to play. And we'll touch on a little, bit of that, a little bit of that when you talk about depth charts and all those different things. But the unit success of that, like, man, iron sharp and iron, you're not going to be able to run from competition anywhere. But that next man up mentality like amongst the unit, those are the type of things where you're grinding and you're getting to the point where you're maturing before you might get on the field, right? Like if you're a backup and you're ready to go and that's kind of what it is. Like for a perfect example, like, when I was getting recruited by Ohio State, Mel Tucker was the, uh, I don't know if it's was the D coordinator or the DB coach. But his, you know, his mentality about, like, their unit success, like, they were good at what they did, right? They had DBs. They were deep. They had success on the back end, on the whole defense. And, uh, you know, he kept it real. It was just like, man, you can come here. Everyone else is telling you, you can play straight away. But if you come here, you, mean, you might go, First round, but you won't play until you're a junior. And like, that's just kind of, that was like based on the unit success. You know what I mean? Like I said, that'll go into a little bit of the depth chart, but like he was honest. He said, if I could wait till I'm a junior, I'll go first round be an All-American. And that's kind of, that was his recruiting pitch. But I remember thinking like, oh, that was honest. That was a different way of putting information out there. But it went to the unit success and what they had and playing cards up. So I always respected that. Next thing we want to talk about is scheme fit, right? Like, is there a roadmap or plan for your success in playing time? When I wanted to come out, like, you know, I play offense coming out of high school so you know was, Charles Woodson was my favorite I mean college player like ever I mean he was my favorite player for real like growing up watching college football you know it was always about you know I hate to say it now but it was about Charles Woodson I can't say what it was about but uh <laughs> yeah I was a big Charles Woodson fan him playing both sides of the ball you know him Champ Bailey Deion Sanders all those guys like I kind of wanted to emulate that you know growing up you know him putting the rose in his mouth and all that stuff that's kind of how I viewed it so like Wanting to play both ways is something that I put out there. So it's like, well, who's going to let me play both ways? And there were teams that were honest, right? Like when you talk about the road, man, roadmap and plan for success of what you want to do is all matches up with your abilities and things of that nature. But, you know, you want to know if there is an actual plan for you to play. When I was getting recruited by Penn State, like, you know, they were always showing me exactly what the plan was like, whether it was packages on offense my freshman year and packages on defense. And we went into depth about these different things and how I can work into the, the the scheme and play, you know, they weren't, they didn't have a great record, but their defense was, I want to say a very a top 10 defense in the country. So it wasn't like, you know, at the time when I was coming into Penn State, so it wasn't like they were just promising, um, you know, playing time on a bad football team or something of, of that nature. But it was just, you know, showing me like there was a roadmap and plan for the success, you know, and like the scheme, the scheme fits my style of play like wherever you're going, whether you're a receiver speed receiver going to, you know, pick a school. You don't want to go to like, you know, a read option, not a read option, but like a wing T type of situation. If you can avoid it, right. You want to look for opportunity where you have a good receivers coach. We have an offensive uh, coordinator where they like to kind of air it out a little bit or have a balanced offense where, where your skills can shine through. That's what you want to look at when you're talking about, scheme fit coordinator knows ways that, that you can make an impact. And this is like something when I want to get into, when we're just talking about, um, just as sometimes the, I put coaches into different categories of how I maneuver around them, whether it's talent evaluation and type of players they like, or when I was a player, understanding the mentality of the coach, right? I, again, I grew up as a coach's kid. So my pop Terry Smith gave me a lot of game. I listened to everything that he said, but you know, like, and understanding like where your schemes and how a coordinator can make, help you make an impact, right? Because we talk about different types of coaches, whether it's X and O's guys or Jimmy and Joe's guys. <laughs> my (laughs) friends always hear me talk about that because, you know, there's certain characteristics of Jimmy's and Joe's guys and X and O's guys that just kind of show up, right? Like X and O's guys are real big on the paper and how it looks and, you know, doing everything perfectly. And there's a there's an aspect of being a good football player. You have to do things the right way. The Jimmy's and Joe's guys are like matchup, (laughs) matchup guys, right? Like they're, oh, you got a good player, put him in the best position so he can succeed. And sometimes that is a a jockeying to understand like what that is. I think I've been able to understand and get a feel for different different type of coaches on how they coach and when they speak to players or pain points that they have and different things of that nature. And you kind of want to know what type of coach you're dealing with just in terms of X's and O's or Jimmy's and Joe's guy. Like, is the coordinator known for ways to, you know, make an impact? Is he, or is it like a system type situation where you got to know, like, all right, if I go here, I'm going to be in this position and and I'm going to do this X, Y, and Z or da, 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 does this place have a history of moving guys around and highlighting uh, receivers or running backs or multiple looks or whatever the case is is for your position, right? Like if you're a rush end or a defensive lineman, do they rotate a lot of linemen or do they just full sell, or like, like pay attention to what's going on and maybe where you're going to fit in the scheme and how they play similar players to you so that you can see envision like where you're going to fit because when the scheme is right and you're doing the different things and making plays and the scheme allows you to, to shine and make an impact you know what i mean like and sometimes you see it in the nfl when guys have really successful careers one place and they transition or go somewhere else a free agency and the scheme isn't the same fit and then like the next team is a little upset that they didn't get what they paid for but like they're playing a different scheme you know what i mean so that's the same thing now you have the choice to kind of pick perfect match for you you know what I mean so like those are different type of things that you want to look for and going through when you're talking about the scheme obviously you can go into more way more depth depending on what type of player you are what position you play what schools your options and all those things obviously you can always give me a call if you have any of those questions or just want to get more clear about where you want to specialize and um you know make yourself most marketable uh or desirable being a desirable asset which is a blue chip <laughs> But the last thing, and which is always kind of sticky from both sides, right, as a recruiting coordinator and as a player is the depth chart. You want to make sure that the depth chart that you're going to, like I hate to say it, but you want to have a favorable depth chart that can provide, you know, again, a roadmap to playing. Like if that's something that you want to do. I told you when I was getting recruited by Ohio State, they wanted me to play running back. I wanted to play both DB, talk to the DB coach, and he was like, yeah. We got, you know, we got first rounders. You can you can come, you'll play as a junior. You go first round. You know what I mean? So like the the like the depth chart wasn't a lie. Like he was telling me exactly what it was. I remember Mac Brown. He recruited me as a running back as well. And I was like, hey, what about DP? Like, hey, we got legit three possible three Thorpe Award winners here. Like you I mean, you you can do that if you want, but like just in that, it's like all right, the depth chart, the depth chart. I'm not, you know. It is what it is, but understand that you got to accept that you have to compete anywhere you go. I wasn't, I'm not saying this to say like run from competition. I'm saying to understand what situations you're walking into, right? Like coaches know where you can fit in the right way. You know, like I walked in and, you know, you playing both sides of ball as a freshman, you know, third, fourth receiver on offense. I'm the nickel on defense, going back and forth playing a little bit of special teams. So like the depth, I had value in different places. And as I was going to the games, I was watching Like again, I was a coach's kid. So I was evaluating like, Yep, okay, we can make an impact here. Yep, all right. This is this is a good fit. Okay. And you know, my my dad would challenge me. You know what I mean? He would challenge me. We go on visits and we talk about the depth chart or whatever this is. Like, oh this guy da 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 He's X, Y, and Z, blah blah blah. i be, I'll beat him out. Like why? I'd be like, uh, uh I don't know. <laughs> But it's those type of like questions that you kind of have to you have, to have with yourself because, you know, you look at a media guy and there's a lot of guys in there that never see the field. And it's not really that they're not a good players. You know what I mean, only so many guys can play. And then with the transfer portal and everything going on, you got to continue to get better because guys go up. It's not next man up, man. Guys are going to the portal and understanding that they can get veteran guys. They can get guys with playing experience and that can make an immediate impact. So the biggest thing about the depth chart is continue to make sure that you know that you have to continue to sharpen and you're going to be happy. Like ready to compete Like that is The key thing with it But you still want to be knowledgeable About what situations You're walking into And what your expectations are To play at that level Right Or is it an emotional decision And you're just like Oh I forget the depth chart I'll figure it out later And you know that's cool Sometimes but you just got to know what you're, what you're made of What you're built like Because that's not the case For everybody Everybody coming out of high school High ranked guy And people don't know What it's like to get it out the mud Or come up and beat somebody out That's just as good as you Or coach might not be giving you The type of love That you were getting On the recruiting trail and now it's like, you see how he really feels about the older guy that he said wasn't that good. And <laughs> you get there and it's like, oh, this guy's actually pretty good because he's much older. Like, how do you deal with those different type of things? Right? Like understanding the player that you are. I remember recruiting different type of guys and they knew coming in. I'm cool. I want to go somewhere where it's kind of stacked because I'm not ready to play right now. And I need to sit behind X, Y, and Z until it's time for me to play. I was like, oh, I kind of respect that. Like, you know that you still have development to go. You know, I mean, it was some somewhat of like, OK, this is a developmental guy. But knowing what the plan is, you can kind of adjust and move forward Um, with that uh, approach. And Again, like we talk about that, having a high amount of juniors and seniors on a depth chart is twofold. It depends on where you're coming from. It can mean an opportunity to play a long time if the juniors and seniors aren't that good and you can like get in there and in a situation and rock out early and situate and things like that. Or it just shows that like, okay, these next couple of years, you know, there's an older team. I'm gonna wait my turn to get onto the field. But the biggest thing about the depth chart, regardless of where you gotta go, you have to accept that you gotta compete. That's the biggest thing taking this next step to college sports in general is the competitive nature. And everyone talks about, you know, again, the transfer portal as being, you know, another option. It's more of a lifeline because same way that you're using the transfer portal to look at your other options, I guarantee you the coaches are looking in the transfer portal for other options if you're not getting better. And there'll probably be better players than, you know, some recruits that may be coming out of high school or filling the gaps that they need. So you need to start understanding that you got to be the captain of this journey, the captain of your career as you're moving forward. Because when you go to these schools and things of that nature, understand that you are in a business, no longer extracurricular activities. I mean, what once you decide that this is what you want to do, you know, post high school, I believe you're a part of the business. When You step on campus in ninth grade and you step on that scale. the Business has started. You go to staff meetings and we talk about 13 or 14 year olds, you know, same way the NFL talks about guys in training camp or uh, at the combine. It's all evaluation. So understand and approach it as such. Just to review this episode, you know, we talked about the unit success, right? The unit success does it have a history of established culture of having success, how they ranked over the past five years. It's like some continuities that how, what's the, what's the depth like? Uh, the scheme fit, understanding your skills and the attributes that you have to be able to make an impact into whether offense, defense, special teams that you're going to. Does the coach have a roadmap and a plan for your success and playing time, right? Does the scheme allow you to shine or is like, are they leaning to your abilities? Are you a, a fast corner, a suppressed guy going to a zone, a, a two deep zone type of place where you can't play aggressive man to man coverage on your guys and you have to, you know, leave it up to the imagination if you can do those things because that's not the defense that, they, that You're playing in these are the type of things that you need to understand when selecting this game and the depth chart. Again, Except that you're gonna have to compete wherever you go. No one said it to you know be smart about your decision, stack the cards in your favor. You know what I mean, and the best way to do that is to continue to sharpen your sword, get better, sharpen those skills, and see where you fit. And that's probably that's it for today. Again, everybody has a different journey on this recruiting process, so hopefully, the tidbits today can give you a little bit more clarity on your decision. But keep sharpening and remember you can only go to one school, kind of take some of the stress off. Make sure that you have your blue chip blueprint together and ready to execute have a great one life is good next episode we will get into the blueprints of success talking about what it means to go through the recruiting process and when it starts which is typically seventh and eighth grade so see you then have a good one thank you for tuning in to this episode of blue chip academy to help navigate the recruiting waters lig sports group put together a blue chip recruiting checklist Download your checklist at LIGsports.com Blue Chip Academy to ensure you're making informed decisions through this process. Hit subscribe and check out the LIG Sports Group Football Ops Recruiting YouTube channel where we'll talk about the recruiting and other critical points in the football ecosystem. If you're feeling stressed, confused, or just want to help putting together a Blue Chip Blueprint for you and your son, don't hesitate to book a console call with me at LIGsports.com backslash Blue Chip Academy. Remember, everyone has a different journey. Keep sharpening. Remember that you can only go to one school. Just make sure that you have your blue chip blueprint together and execute it. Life is good.